Hello, everybody. This is Hannah Overby. Howdy, everyone. This is Autumn O'Dean. And welcome to the Raise Your Standards podcast. We have a special treat for y'all today. Um, and not just the fact that Autumn said howdy because she is visiting me in Texas this week, which has been really fun. We've ran her all across the state, um, good hiking. We went horseback riding. Um, we went to Waco and saw Magnolia Farms. So just about anything you might want to do in Texas, but that is not why our episode is going to be so special today. Autumn, do you want to explain that? Yes, I would love to. So today we are having Cammie on and I will let Cammie introduce herself. But before we do that, uh, Cammie and I met at the Minnesota Daily. So one of my first jobs and that was in college and she was in human resources. I was in marketing. Our desks were right near each other back to back. Um, and then I more... Uh, I got the chance to meet Cammie even more in San Diego uh, when we went to Simbam, which was basically a Minnesota Daily uh, convention. So yeah, super great. And we'll let Cammie give an intro of herself. Hello. Nice to be here. I'm super excited to finally be joining you guys actually on an episode and not just behind the Instagram account. As much fun as that is. But yeah, like Autumn said, I met her when I was studying at the University of Minnesota. We were both Minnesota Daily. Woohoo, go daily. <laughs> um, right now, I'm a PR assistant at CEL, which is um, a PR and marketing agency here in Minnesota. Started about three months ago, so still pretty new because um, I just graduated actually in May. And then right after graduation, during this whole time is when I reconnected with Autumn and been with the Raise Your Standards team ever since been a lot of fun. Okay, so that was a wonderful introduction, Cami. but we can't just have you introduce what you do and your elevator pitch, although 10 out of 10 on that. I absolutely loved it. You genuinely did a really great job. Uh, but for some fun facts, what is your favorite sport? My favorite sport to watch or to play? That definitely changes it. You can do both. Ooh, um, I would feel like my favorite sport to watch is probably soccer. I think it's a lot more interesting than, let's say, like football or something. But to play, I would probably have to say football, which is kind of weird. But not that I play a lot of football, but if I did play a sport, that would be that. No, I completely agree with football. I think it's super fun to play, but it is sometimes hard as a girl to find people to play with. But whenever I have, it's been fun. So I feel you on that one. And then what is the favorite place that you have traveled? My favorite place that I've traveled has probably got to be Switzerland. Um, got to do some hiking in the Swiss Alps a couple years ago. And I felt like I was sitting in a picture. It was the most beautiful scenery. So definitely a place to go back to. Definitely agree with Switzerland. I went to Lucerne, I think is how you pronounce it, Switzerland, and so, so pretty. And we went up in the Swiss Alps uh, on a gondola, and you got to look over everything. Ah, it was just so majestic and definitely really cool. So what part of Switzerland did you go to? We went to Lucerne as well. And then, um, yeah, we oh, actually nice. got to do like zip lining kind of down part of the mountain. And it was just beautiful. I can't even describe it. Yeah, no, that sounds amazing. Oh, that makes me miss traveling so much. But anyways, today. So anyways, <laughs> I'm going to take this over from Autumn just because I think this is probably the most talking I'll do all episode given how this has gone this year. So what we are talking about today is goals. 
us as a podcast team every single month try to set goals, at least for Autumn and I, of what we want to accomplish during that month. Now, I have almost never accomplished any of the goals. So whether it's been, you know, productive or not for me, it's kind of hard to say. But we do try to do that here um, as a team. And I think generally it's really fun to at least project and see like what you want to get done for a month or for a year. So today we're going to be talking all about, you know, 2020, what our goals were for 2020, what our personal goals were, how we decide to make goals for ourselves and what all of that looks like. So with that, I think we're going to start with answering the question about what our goals were for 2020 and then how, you know, those, of course, changed as year went on. And then we can go more so into how we set goals for ourselves. Uh, So Autumn, what were some of your goals for 2020 and then how did they change? Yeah, great question. Uh, Before we go into that, I think it would be helpful to talk about how to even set a goal. And so starting in college... Yeah, the smart goals. We're going to do smart goals. I love smart goals. Okay. Honestly, now I need to think of what smart stands for, but um, strategic. Cami, you can help us out if you know this one. Um, S is actually <laughs> specific. specific. Thanks, Cami. Measurable, actionable, result oriented, and timely. Yes. Yes. Perfect. That's smart. Okay. Anyways. Thanks, Cammy. <laughs> See, this is why we have Cammy around, just helping us out, even on the fly. Okay. Um, but actually, so setting goals, I think for me, has always been something that in the marketing field or corporate world, we call them KPIs. So they have to be key performance indicators. Um, and so this is something that I was given a KPI individually. We were given team KPIs. And then now in work, I created a work streams calendar, which basically on a monthly basis, everyone sets their goals and then sees how those ladder up to larger team goals. And as someone who is just very, I like to make sure I'm achieving things and I'm on track. And so if I can visualize that, it's really helpful to me. Um, And so then actually Cami had come up with an idea to do goal setting together as a team. And so we had been writing them in each month for different categories. So for example, if we had a fitness goal or a faith-based goal or a relationship type goal, business goal, whatever it might be, then each Hannah and I and Cami could also see what those goals were and if they had been achieved, if they had it, and we could check in with each other. And so um, I think we were very ambitious because we we tend to be ambitious people, but that's okay. I think sometimes goals aren't met, but it's about the process of working towards them. Uh, And with that, 2020 has been quite the year. Um, So since Autumn would not answer my question first, getting there the long way, I'm going to hand this over to Cammie. Since you can answer first, you are our guest. What were some goals you had for 2020 and how did you set them? What were they? And then what, I don't know, how did you wind up enacting or not enacting them depending on the, how the year went out? Wow, you're taking me back to January. It seems like five years ago instead of one. Um, my standard goals for, for 2020 were the usual graduate college, get a job, kind of move on to the next stage of my life. And then a couple months in, obviously, COVID happened. And so before I before COVID happened and when I was setting my goals, the way that I set them was I looked at where I wanted to be and what it would take to get there. And then I just looked at actual like actionable things that I could do to get there. So 
yes, smart goals. I set them. (laughs) Um, But then when COVID hit, that kind of all went out the window. And I think the goals that I set for myself then were less tangible things and more like self-reflection and honestly, just internal growth. So I think that my goals completely shifted throughout the year. So to change my answer, my goals were not to graduate college, get a job. I mean, those were still things I wanted, but my goals, that I, the things that I was actually working towards were just getting through this year with a more positive mindset and finding a way to find the good in the situation and how I could improve myself through it because we were in it whether we liked it or not. So I wanted to make the most of it. That's good. Did you have throughout that, I guess, any specific um, outcomes that you were really proud of from 2020 or some something you might have accomplished that you didn't think you would have this year? I've been really in tune with how my mindset plays into things. I know that's such a buzzword of like positivity and mindset, but I found that if I actually look at this situation, I acknowledge both parts of it because not every situation is going to be amazing and like awesome and you're super excited to be in it. Um, Because even if you have a positive mindset, like there's still going to be downsides. There are going to be things that you're not too thrilled with. But I've been really finding that if I change the way that I look at the situation and look at the negative parts, that's when it actually like the change actually happens. So that's a goal of mine that I didn't even know that I was setting, but I was slowly achieving the last few months that's really good i think that goes in hand in hand with perspective too and looking at things from a lens of how is this situation you know thinking back to at the beginning of covid to answer hannah's question but when covid started i think or prior to covid starting i had these goals of like oh i want to live in my own place this year i want to make more friends in california i want to get into this program in google and I had all these certain things lined up and none of those things happened uh, how I thought they would. But then instead of thinking of how can how is COVID out to get me, I thought of COVID as how is COVID for me? What can I be doing during this time to really uh, still work towards long-term goals I have? So still to be a great employee, um, eventually I want to you know, be a great mother or certain things. And this is more just a five, 10 year plan. But I think working back from there, I want to make sure that I'm showing up every day and doing the best that I can. Um, And with that, I think I accomplished things that I didn't necessarily set out to do, but I started doing yoga more. I did more workout videos this year. I made time to see my parents more. Um, and also being in the Bible more and reading and all sorts of things that I think I had been doing previously, but those goals just kind of shifted um, to what I could accomplish this year. Yeah, so that actually uh, reminds me of this concept that it's sort of a combination of something I am completely stealing from another podcaster slash YouTuber, and then also something that I've done every year. I think this upcoming year, I might want to combine the two ideas. So let me let me explain for all you listeners who have no idea what I'm talking about. So every year, um, of course, you can set like New Year's resolutions, and that's what I did a ton of this year. I almost never did it in the past. And then for some reason, I was thinking, oh, 2020, that's such a great year. I'm going to set all of these resolutions, new decade, new me. Them didn't work out. But one of my favorite things that YouTuber that I know 
does. His name is CGP Gray. I don't actually know him in person, but I think he's really cool. And he has a podcast he talks about as opposed to having, you know, New Year's resolutions, which um, even if they are smart goals, sometimes cause you to fail or think too big. Um, what he does is he sets like a guiding word for the year or a guiding principle. So like the principle of organization. So that way in 2020, you could have gone into that saying, I'm going to make this year the year of organization. And that could mean one thing at the beginning of 2020 and something else at the end of 2020. But you always, you know, have the type of word in the back of your mind being like, how will this help my life be more organized? Uh, and that sort of reminded me of what you were saying about your goal switching. And then what I would really like to do is combine this uh, CGP Gray concept with a concept I've been doing for the past few years, which is I always pray, I think in November or December, um, and I set a word for the year of what I think God is telling me about that year and just like center my you know, thoughts around that word. And some years it's been pretty, pretty straightforward. Like I remember one year I was living in Illinois. I think it might've been my seniors, uh, dig your roots. Um, and I thought that that was just like really meant that I was supposed to, you know, like enjoy Illinois and those relationships and really like get dug down deep in those that year. And I think that played out well. Um, but then in 2020 praying in November, I was like, 2020 is going to be the year of peace, right? Now, 2020 was not necessarily a peaceful year in any regards. But that gave me the ability to sort of focus and just always be like, okay, God, like I'm going after your peace this year. I think one year I would love, maybe this year, I'll combine the two concepts where it's like I pray and ask God for a word, but also see like more ask those questions like how will that, like how can I find peace in this situation or like how do I make my life more peaceful, which I wasn't necessarily doing this year. I know, Cami, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I love the idea of setting one word kind of an intention just because it can change. I mean, like you said, with peace, it may not be a peaceful year, but you could be looking like, God, what is your peace? Or, you know, like you can be looking for that certain word in situations and one word can take so many different meanings. So I definitely love that idea. So it you have something to like keep on track and to keep in your mind, but it's broad enough that you don't feel almost boxed in by it. Like your year can go in so many different directions and you can still be following that goal. That's so true. And actually, Hannah, when you were talking about that, that made me think of my word for 2020 and people might laugh when I say it, but it was joy. And that has been really hard at some points because I feel like this year, especially uh, back in July, I just felt the complete opposite of joy. Um, but it just goes to show that that word can have multiple meanings in a lot of different ways. And I've seen it. And actually about two weeks ago, I took time to write down what are all the things in 2020 that did bring me joy. And I think some of those things I already mentioned, but just more time with my dog, more time with my family, being able to have more time to work out, not have a commute, just all these things. And I think that goes too back to what I was saying about perspective. We really truly can have that positive perspective to look at things differently and say not how life is out to get us, but how is the life for us? And what are we doing daily to make sure that that's laddering up to something that can be positive and in turn create joy so one can hope? <laughs> I think you just brought up a really cool idea of you saw that, yeah, you weren't experiencing a lot. You looked at why you weren't feeling the joy. Like maybe you weren't acknowledging those things that give you joy. Like you were just kind of letting them pass over. So I think that's also something really cool about the one word intention is that you can look at if I'm not experiencing this or my year isn't going in this direction, maybe what could I be doing differently? So I think that's also a really good point. No, and I think too, it's a good point because 
I mean, I don't know why I'm saying it's a good point. Like I do like the one word idea because it gives you the option to sort of reset and change course without really feeling like you're just a complete failure if you don't do something. And I know, especially when I, and I do think it's good to set smart goals, but sometimes if I set smart goals that are too ambitious um, or in the case of 2020, one of my goals was I wanted to swim a mile nonstop. And that completely just like didn't work out because all the pools got shut down where I lived. And when that happens to me, I'm like, oh, how do I reset my swimming goal for the year? It's almost impossible if you don't have the means. But if you have one word that's guiding you, so say peace or joy, then you could be like, okay, how do I find joy doing something that's not swimming? Maybe that's going to mean something different sort of in this time. Yeah, too. And I was just going to say that with the going back to the joy, I now can sense when there is a lack of joy and what I've been doing in my environment. So I created a list. Um, of just things that bring me joy. So not just in 2020, just in general. So running, spending time with friends, being around um, other people who have goals and are growth oriented. And now I actually look to that list when I'm feeling kind of down or just not quite at my best self. And that has helped me to pivot and make sure that I am including at least one to two of those things on that list in my day to make sure that I have dedicated joy time every day. So, yeah. Okay. So with all of this, I think we've gone over a good way to set broad goals or at least brought up some different ideas for how you might go about structuring a year of goals with either having a guiding word or maybe setting a few big things that are like smart goals for the year. And I I do want to say some of my smart goals didn't actually wind up not getting accomplished. Like I really wanted to run a second half marathon and that did happen. Um, partially thanks to our, uh, audio producer. I don't know. He edits our podcast, Russell, uh, because he ran it with me. Um, Mostly thanks to other people, but also like when all of the gyms were shut down, I could still go running and that was fine. So we're not saying those are bad. Just sometimes it would be nice to have a word that you're able to pivot. So with that though, with all the overarching goals, what is a way that we can set small goals for say our months or our weeks? And I think this is where I I personally need a lot of help. Um, For y'all that don't know, both Autumn and Kami are extremely organized people. I feel like they have check boxes and lists and just like get things done in a really efficient, productive way. And I really want to be that way. I do. And I think it's in me. I can, I can change, but at this point in my life, I'm not that way. So how do y'all do it? Okay. I can, I can, I'll let you jump in. So let's say that you, okay. I don't know why this is coming to mind, but Let's say you want to be on to be and have this goal of your mind of like I really be a mother. Okay, just how is this structuring your week or your month? Just wait, Hannah. I'm getting to it. Okay, do you want to give me a different goal? Give me an idea of like a broad goal you want to accomplish. Otherwise, we're gonna go with the mother one. Okay, we're going with the mother one. So basically, if you want to be a mom someday, it's like, okay, obviously you're gonna need someone to make that happen. So finding a significant other. So that might mean being more willing to put yourself out there or connect with friends or other people and being able to go on dates now, maybe not in time of COVID, but, um, and just working backwards from there of like, okay, before I can become a mom, I need to meet a significant other. Before I can do that, I need to have a relationship. Okay. Well, before that, I need to go on dates and just like breaking it down slowly into little easy easier to accomplish parts. So like a very 
simple, easy goal for one month could be like, hey, I'm going to go on two dates this month. That's not like, oh, I'm going to meet the love of my life this month, but it makes it less intimidating to be able to do that long term. (laughs) Okay, there are two things that are really funny about what Autumn is explaining. (laughs) The first thing is, in in our conversation, um, so me and Autumn and my mom went up to Waco yesterday to do horseback riding. And literally during that car ride, they were talking about how my mom, when she uh, met my dad, she was like, had a goal of going on two dates a month. So it's just really funny that this is what you think of. Um, and also funny that you're like, man, I want to be a mom. So <laughs> I don't know, like deep, deep down, you have like something you want to tell us. But <laughs> so, so that's really funny. We're just cracking up over here. But the second thing that's really funny, maybe this is a, a compliment to you, um, or I don't even know, but I was listening to a lecture pre-COVID at Stanford that someone was giving to a lab about a theory of motivation that he's developing. And he was saying, you know, one of the exact same things, except he put it more of in the context of academia, for an example, where like, if you want to be a professor, first you have to be a grad student. And if you want to be a grad student, first you have to apply to grad school. And if you want to apply to grad school, first you have to take the GRE. And if you want to take the GRE, you have to study. And if you want to study, you have to go buy a book. And if like we want to buy a book, you have to actually like, open your laptop. And he broke it down all the way to opening your laptop. And, you know, this is part of his whole theory of motivation. He went into other things that I think made it more of a theory. But that's really cool that that's sort of the same thing you're saying. Yeah, yeah more applicable um <laughs> maybe you really want to be a mom i don't know i don't know i don't yes but not right now so i don't know why that's what i thought of but i think that's a great way of breaking it down of like okay it's yes intimidating intimidating to be like i want to be hd next year in two years that's going to be overwhelming to someone but when you can break it down and actually guys something i did before moving out to california is i wrote an end goal of i want a job out of state outside of Minnesota. I worked backwards. I wrote that end goal and I drew a little vision map of like warm palm trees and other things and then worked back from there. But um, I had that and then I said, okay, before I move out of state, what do I need to do? I'm going to need to find a job. Okay, before I can find a job, I need to network with people. I need to actually submit that application. Well, before that, I need to revamp my resume and I need to reach out to people to help me do that. And just breaking it down into those steps, I think, can make things way less intimidating. But also just writing all the steps down in between. Sometimes I write down like too too detailed of steps, but I think um, along the way it can help me actually accomplish things. So. Kami, what do you think? It's funny that you guys are mentioning all these different stories. Um, Last night, I was talking with a friend, and I just said, I think it'd be cool to write a novel. And he just looked at me so, like, oddly, like, you are crazy. And I'm like, well, if you think about it, you write one page a year, or one page for a year, and you have a 365-page book. And when I thought about it that way, I was like, I could easily write two pages in a year and double the length of the book. Now, I'm not Mm -hmm. declaring that I'm writing a book right now or anything. I'm not going to have like a book launch, but just the idea that writing a novel is really, it could be as simple as one page a day. I think that's kind of how I see the rest of my goals is just breaking it down bit by bit. So kind of like Autumn did, like going backwards in a list because yes, I'm a huge list person. So that's just how my brain works too. But I definitely agree with everything Mm -hmm. you just said. Yeah, I think two of... Um, one other tip that I got um, this year was to wake up an hour earlier than what you normally would. So let's say you normally wake up at 730. 
Um, and I know a bunch of you are probably sleeping in with COVID because you don't have a commute. So instead of taking that time to have an extra hour of sleep, you could use that extra hour to be like, hey, I'm going to work towards whatever goal I have for 2021. So let's say I want to lose 10 pounds or something like, okay, get up an hour earlier and go for a run or do a workout video. And I did that a lot during the spring and I accomplished a lot. So I need to get back to doing it. But it's been a little harder with the lack of sunlight in Minnesota. <laughs> okay. So since you are both really good at this whole goal setting, list checking, agenda making thing, I have a question for you. Maybe y'all can help me out with my problem. Um, and Cami, I'm going to have you answer this uh, just because you're our guest and we want you to be on our podcast a little bit more because like, that's the point. So here's my problem at this moment for goal setting is my goal for the past many years has been, at least the past two years, has been to get into grad school, right? And to do that, I broke it down. I did all the steps. I took my GRE. I got my letters of recommendation. I submitted my applications. And now I can do literally nothing because my applications are submitted and I'm just waiting. And I think it's a little weird because I'm goalless now. That was my like driving goal. And now I literally, until maybe April, I can't even plan where I'm living. So how do I set goals when I can't find any big goals to set because I don't know what my life is going to be like? That is quite the problem. Um, I have never applied to grad school, so I don't know that exact feeling. But I definitely understand feelings. You feel like you've done everything and you're just kind of in this waiting game. And I mean, waiting to roll and not doing anything, I mean, that's a lot of months that you're almost not wasting, but you're just kind of letting life pass you by. So I think some my advice to you would be looking at why you wanted to get into grad school. Like once you got in, what are you going to do afterwards? And maybe start looking at what you can do now to kind of prepare for that. So obviously there's certain things that you can't do unless you get into grad school, but I would say try and prepare for it like manifest the best and manifest, I guess, the future that you want to see and how can you prepare for that? Yeah, actually, that was kind of a similar problem I had before moving to California too, because I was applying to all these different places across the country. And I was like, I have no idea where I'm going to actually get a job or who's going to actually let me work for them. But uh, previous to actually moving to California, so let's say you applied to, I don't know, five schools or something, you could look and just do research on those locations. It can be kind of hard because what if you have all this like, oh, what if I don't get in? Or like, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. But like, you can start making lists of like, oh, I might want to live in this neighborhood because this is where most younger people live. Or uh, let's say you get into certain places and you're like, oh, now I need to find a church and just doing that basic research. Yes, you're going to have to do it five times, whatever the place you might actually get in, but it could be a good use of your time in the meantime. See, this is my thing though with like a plan like that is I would say, why don't I not do any of that until I know I am going somewhere and then put all my effort because then it's five times less work. That is true. But then once you do get in, it's going to be like, go, 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 right? all at once. And so I think basically what you should think about is like, what is going, what, how is future Hannah going to <laughs> be happiest or what's going to make future Hannah happiest right now? If that means like, oh, I just am going to do it all at once. Like 
that might work for you. But for me, I had to know kind of like, I had to have a vision of like, oh, I might want to live in this area or that area. And actually Austin, Texas was a place I was looking to move. And so I did a lot of research, which helped us the other day when we were looking for restaurants because I was like, oh, I know this neighborhood is actually a really good place to go out and get something to eat. So I don't think it's wasted necessarily, especially if you have this extra time because you're learning about those other cities and maybe you want to go visit them someday too. But I think it's kind of hard to know. Oh, actually, I thought of something else. You love reading. So you can also read more on whatever topic you might be wanting to learn about or just putting more time into the podcast. And Hannah, <laughs> Hannah, I'm actually I mean, there are lots of options here. Don't need to rush to particular conclusions. <laughs> <laughs> okay anyways us laughing on this podcast is not beneficial to y'all listening uh, so we're gonna try, try our best to not do that but i think i think those are good options thank you guys for that um and with that we are actually going to start sort of our closing questions so cammy what would you say are your three best tips for setting goals my three best tips um finding an accountability partner it can be as simple as a phone call, like a five minute check-in once a week. Even if they don't know exactly like all the specific details of my week and how it pertained to my goals, like just kind of voicing it out loud to someone else kind of gives you a little bit more accountability in yourself. My second tip would also be look at things that kind of scare you or maybe you have been avoiding. This is going to take a lot of self-reflection and self-honesty. I know it's certainly something that I struggle with, but I'm trying to get better at another goal. <laughs> but I think that's kind of where you see the really unexpected things and you see a lot of growth is when you respect yourself enough to set a goal for something that you know you're not particularly strong in or that you maybe have been kind of putting off. So look in those weak spots or not even weaknesses, just areas for improvement and look to set goals there. My third one is throw in something that you know is going to make you happy and it's a really simple goal. I mean, not every goal has to be, I want to completely change my life. Maybe your goal is, I want to spend an hour baking once a week or I want to spend an hour like looking up really exotic coffees. Like, I don't know, whatever tickles your fancy, but I think just throwing in a simple, fun goal is a really good idea. I literally love all of those. I think I'm going to apply them to my life this week. And it actually made me think of a question. So Autumn, what would be a difficult goal for you? Because I think we would have different difficult goals. Hmm. That's a really good question. Actually, one of the difficult goals was getting into the Google program uh, that I was referring to, which was going to happen last year, but then they halted applications for that. So I think that's mine for this year is to be working towards that um, just because it's always been something I've wanted to do since starting at Google, but I've always felt very intimidated by it. It's a rotational program and they only take the best of the best. And so it's just been something that's been on my mind and other people have told me like, you should do it. You should definitely apply. And I think part of me is just feels like I'm not good enough for it. But I think that's even more of a reason to do it. Like Cam Cammy said, and other advice I've always been given is to do something every day that scares you. It could be as easy as like getting down and doing 10 push-ups and knowing, not knowing if you're going to be able to complete them. But something that is uh, definitely a great takeaway from this, Cammy. Also, okay. So first off, just 
you need to not think that you're not good enough for a program. Like so many people are going to psych themselves out of applying who probably could have gotten it. So just the fact that you don't do that is already putting you a step ahead of so many other people. The second thing is when I think this is really funny, actually, when you say that that is your goal is because I think a goal that would scare me, maybe this is from talking to my mom yesterday is like, oh, maybe I should go on dates with people who I don't know. But that's terrifying. So I don't know if I'll ever actually make that a goal. But it's just interesting that you have like a real serious goal. And I'm just like, maybe I should go on a date. <laughs> Mine probably would have been that, but I don't need to be going on dates anymore. So, um, <laughs> but I would say something to uh, Cami, like you said, the fun or, okay, this is not even a necessarily a fun goal, but I had to put this goal on my goal sheet this month to make a doctor's appointment because I've been allergic to who knows what, but it, I just have limited so many food groups. And so I put it on there on the goal sheet because I was like, I need to do this. I really don't want to. It scares me to have to go get this done, but in long term, it's going to be benefit. It will benefit me. But um, can we transition off goals now? Because I have some other questions for Kami. I, I don't know why I'm asking you. Yes. Okay. Um, quick question, Kami. What is a good social media tip that you have for people, especially because you run our social media? And I know a lot of people, it could be business related or personal related. Let's hear it. Well, um, something that I have really been diving into this last year is unfollowing people. And I know that can be kind of a touchy subject, especially if it's someone maybe that's been in your life for a long time or, you know, like someone that you are actually associated with, or it could just be a completely random person. But I really think that social media is something that is created for you and it's created for what you need out of it and it, what you need in your life. So if something is really not like upholding that, just unfollow or mute if you don't want to hit the unfollow and take that big leap. But I think just really being honest with yourself of does this content make me feel good and is this supporting what I want to do in my life? So that's my biggest tip is being honest with yourself and having the respect to unfollow or mute. I love that, Kami. That's so good. And also muting people, what you said, I actually didn't know about that until a couple months ago. So that's been really beneficial to me of like, okay, there's probably people who if I unfollowed them, they might be like, what the heck? But it doesn't mean I need to see it in my feed every week. So anyways, that was so great. Do you have any last questions for Cami? Uh, we're so for last things to do, Cami is we are going to do our five for five game where I'm going to give you five words and you just say the first thing that comes to your mind and then we'll wrap up by saying the three beautiful productivity tips you shared with us. So five for five, are you ready? Yes, I am. I so think. I'm going to say a word and then you just say the first word that comes to your mind. Okay. Calendar. Time. Social media. Positivity. Friends. Different. I feel like I need to explain that. Um, no, wait, okay, wait, wait, you can explain. It. Yeah, okay. Friends, different. Because I'm just thinking that like my connection with my friends, because I don't live with any of my friends, like my super close ones. So our friendship has been different this year. Obviously, we can't see each other as much as we would like to. So that's why I said, because my connection with them has been different this year. Just had to explain that. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, that's completely fine. And I think a lot of people can agree with that where connections with friends this year, especially have looked so different than in years past. Um, not only, you know, being recent college graduates, which makes everything look different, but then also on top of that, having a pandemic is just, yeah. Friendships, I think, agreed. They look different. Okay, New Year's. No words for New Year's? Out. Okay, so New Year's. Um, overrated. <laughs> I, my you know house what? gets I so think... built up for New Year's every year, and it's just never as fun as I think it's going to be. Actually, I agree with that. I feel like, yeah, New Year's is an, like one of the most overrated holidays. I'm going to stand by that statement. And then last one is goals important okay perfect well um thank you so much for coming on our podcast and for also running our amazing instagram i'm gonna let autumn take it from here and close this out yes thanks kami for joining us it was long overdue but we really appreciate it and also your tips were absolutely amazing especially because they're on the fly but the first one would be that Kami mentioned is finding an accountability partner. So you can utilize Google Tricks. If you have any questions about how to start this process, I'll be your accountability partner, but also I have good tips um, and templates for you. So reach out to me. And also the second one would be look at things that scare you or you have been avoiding and do something every day that scares you would go along with that. And then the last one is something that makes you happy and so setting a goal that is simple and fun and easy to accomplish. But with that, we will close and we really appreciate Kami joining us today. If you want to follow along all of her beautiful work, it is on our podcast, so our podcast Instagram. So raise your standards podcast. And then our personal accounts are Hannah underscore Overby and at Automodine. And then Kami, what is your Instagram? My Instagram is Kami Bartizal. So I have kind of a long name, um, at C-A-M-M-I-B-A-R-T-Y-Z-A-M. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed the 13th episode of How to Raise Your Standards. <laughs>